Welcome to The Ty Lucas Show, where the life experiences of others helps you to improve your health, wealth, and relationships. Here is your host, Ty Lucas. Welcome back to The Ty Lucas Show. And today we have an absolute banger of an episode with a close friend of mine, Frankie J. Lee. And I just want to give a bit of context to Frankie. A lot of people know of him as a pro boxing trainer and now successful entrepreneur with his content removal business and successful podcast. But what this episode is all about is the real fucking Frankie J. Lee and the life experience that he has. Because our social medias, they're generally a highlight reel of what we're doing. They're not just the real context to that human being. And I was just speaking to Frankie and he was saying after listening to the recording of this episode that, fuck, man, I don't, I don't know how people are going to take this and, and what the feedback's going to be like. It's kind of like going into a boxing ring for the first time and having you back up against the ropes and not really knowing what to expect from the feedback. So it's super raw content. And he just mentioned that this is the rawest content that he's ever released. So I'm absolutely stoked that you guys are going to be plugging in for this one. And I hope that you gain a lot of value. So let's get into this with Frankie J. Lee. Alrighty, Frankie. The the tables have turned now. Mate, um, they have turned. (laughs) We're we're here. It's on. You said you wanted to do this. I don't know if you're going to ever regret doing this, but we're doing it, aren't we? Yeah, absolutely. I don't don't think I'll regret it. It's going to be quite a good uh, story of yours there. So basically, first things first, I just want to, you know, give you a bit of appreciation because jumping on your podcast, like... You know what was it, a few months ago now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That real like I've I've had it in my head for a while to start my podcast and just haven't taken the action on it like for over twelve months, right? Yeah, it's, like it, I, I wanted to start it, and then when I jumped onto yours, I was like, "You got to do it." You that's do the it. stuff, and I was like, always wanted to have it all perfect and all that sort of stuff. I need to get this, this, and this done. It's never like that, but. You know, you just started off with your one mic and, and your phone, right, didn't it? Or yeah. your laptop. Yeah, literally, literally I started my, my podcast with, um, look, the first podcast I ever recorded, I literally, I literally, like I wanted to start a podcast for a long time and um, always felt like I, the, the, the thing that I had to give to the world was, was, was voice, was communication. I always felt like that was, the, that was my thing, right? That was, that's, that's kind of what I'm meant to do. So it, it there was, there was, Years that went by where I was, I was two years before I even started the podcast, I was doing it, and I flew to England and I was I was I was really I was really unhappy. I'd been there like been there like eight weeks out of twelve that I was going to be in England, and I just felt I woke up one morning and thought, "Fuck me, I'm not I'm not I'm not living my my true thing here. Like, there's more to me than this." I was removing content, doing all that shit, and running my businesses online and I was with my family and that but I was I was like fuck this so I literally got my mic out got went and bought a mic plugged it into a laptop in fact I didn't buy a mic that's a lie I didn't buy a mic I bought a mic later I literally set my MacBook up on my on my mum's on my spare bedroom floor and I just recorded the first episode I'm like right this is the 2020 vision boom yeah, boom right. boom and then that was it I just recorded it and I just put it out and then I didn't go back to doing any podcasting for about another three or four or five Months. There was a break um, coming back to Australia, and then um, I was just sat there again. Sat there one day, and I thought, "Mate, stop talking and start doing." Like, in because there comes a point in life 
where you have to kind of realize you got to do the reps, man. It's all about doing the reps. Reps in the gym, reps on your mindset. You know, whether you whether you whether you're meditating, it's all about the more you do it, the better you become. Do you know what I mean? The better it becomes for you. And that's and that's what it was to me. It's just like let's get this thing going. And I just started to start to go, and then obviously you were one of the one of the middle 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 guests. What I can't yeah, remember what remember episode, maybe five or five or six. Yeah, or one of the or? early days episodes, mate, and yeah. giving me your time and. And uh, yeah, like that's that's where we are right now. Like we're, we're coming up to forty episodes. So, yeah, amazing. And it's gone from like obviously you start at no fucking listeners. Yeah. And now there's thousands of listeners. Yeah. You know, there's no subscribers on YouTube. The other day I get notifications to like five fifty. Now five fifty doesn't sound a lot, but YouTube's not my main channel, man. Like yeah, yeah. It's not even my main channel. Like Apple, Apple and Spotify have been my main channels. Like they're getting thousands and thousands of listeners. But to even like hit 550 subscribers on YouTube in a short space of time without even trying on the platform, not even not even getting out the gate yet, it's quite a good thing, you know. It's because uh, people don't realize 550 people that are listening to you—that's a fucking lot of people. You put them in your front lounge, you get a real appreciation to what you actually have. So if I said to you, you can communicate with 550 people that are listening to your stuff, listening to like two hours of you talking with someone else doing good shit, right? That is some powerful, powerful thing that you have there because you're not telling me that 10% of your audience aren't going to buy something from you, aren't going to do business with you, aren't going to resonate with you. Of course they fucking are. Yeah. And people think they need hundreds of thousands of people and this and the other. And eventually, I believe, I'll get to those numbers anyway. But it's like, let's just realize what we have in the room right here. If you have 100 people listening to you, you're doing very fucking well. Yeah, fucking Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, let's get a little bit of realism in there. Yeah. And that's it, mate. Yeah, so I just want to rewind it just a little bit because I know a lot of people on the Gold Coast and people who listen to your show, they think of, you know, Frankie J. Lee, the the boxer, the boxing trainer, and obviously now you're putting out there, people know that you're a content removal guy as well, right? Yeah, So yeah, yeah. you've got that business, so your podcast has actually, sh- like, shown some light onto that. Yeah. So what what I really want to get into on today's episode is... The real Frankie Lee. So, mm. how you got there? Like, I know when yeah. I very first met you was obviously up at Southport Anytime Fitness. Yeah, I think. I don't think we liked each other, did we? Oh, uh, was a bit. Yeah, was like, I think it was a bit. Uh, it was, this fucking guy. <laughs> it was a bit of a dick swing. It was a, yeah. that, that was a classic. That was a classic. What I call dick swinging competition, right? Yeah. You got me there, who loves boxing and obviously uh, has been around. I've been around many top athletes as a professional boxing trainer. Um. At world, I worked to world title level in boxing, as you know, and we'll talk more. We'll talk more about that, but I just want to talk about this 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 demographic of how we met, right? And obviously, you, you're performing at a high level as a as a bodybuilder at the time. You know, one of the top in Australia in your in your class, and it was just a complete. It was a complete. We both, in in all honesty, and I'm going to be totally honest with you and and, mm. and the audience is simply simply this, right? Me and you were both not living in our th- authentic light that those in those days. Right, yeah. you 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 were doing something predicated on 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 how the world you thought the world wanted to see you, and I was acting in a way of how I thought the world wanted to see me, and neither of us were fully authentic, and that's why we had a dick swinging competition in the gym, and that and ultimately the the most proudest thing that I can say about me and you is the fact that we've 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 stripped it back and we've become ourselves, and and that's all to do with men gaining maturity and this that, and the other right. And we've both realised that, and we've both become 
way more peaceful and we have way better lives predicated on the fact of from from that moment do you know what i mean yeah absolutely i think and i think it's all about as a man it's all about losing you've got to keep e- ego's a great thing like ego can work for you and you always need to keep a little bit of the ego and and what i call like self-belief but at that but at that time that we're talking about when me and you met Com- completely fucking if this is if you're watching this on youtube watch my arm right now if this is where if this is where your ego should be this is where my my, my entire ego fucking was right yeah but um i think when we when we started to strip it back and when we started to know each other and started to and started to pull back the layers like an onion i think that's when we kind of that we kind of realized that me and you've got more in common than what we what we originally thought but we've but in order for us to find that you got to really peel back all the shit and that is the most powerful thing about i can say when me and you met looking yeah. back on it now absolutely and and that wouldn't have happened until you know you started training with me like and maybe that was a thing for that, you that to was that was a big do you know do you know why i started training with you no. at the time i i realized i was i thought I used to think, right, boxing's the best art in the world, uh, the, you know, and I used to see a big bodybuilder like yourself, and I used to think, fucking hell, it doesn't matter, like, who's he think he is, like, I'll just give him a body shot and tuck him over, right? <laughs> and that's how I was just thinking, and, and like I said to you, like I said to you all now, it's like, that, that's all ego, that's that's like, that's not traditionally, that's not even me, man, when you actually strip it back, that's yeah. not even me, man, nah. like, it's not, it's not, I'm, I, I'm, I'm chilled, I'm banter, that's, that's yeah. me, right, it's not, but it's just like, I thought to myself, right, the only way I'm going to lose this little bit of ego, because I knew, because I've always been one of these people that wanted to do the work internally, so that this is why you've seen the growth, hopefully you've seen the growth in me, and, and I've seen the growth in you, because we're both willing to get in the weeds and start ripping out the weeds of the garden, start clearing it out, start to be honest with ourselves, right? Yeah. And it was simply this, I thought to myself, I sat there with myself, in, in my, I was living at Main Beach at the time, I sat there in my, I thought to myself, do you know what? Am I egotistical with him because of of this bodybuilding thing? Or am I egotistical with him because I'd like more muscle on my body? Yeah, right. Do you know what I mean? And when I sat there with myself and had a word of myself, it's just like, yeah, you're fit. You're in shape, Frankie. Great shape. Good physique. You can go fucking 15 rounds all day long. Do you know what I mean? But would you like to tone up? Would you like to... Would you like to eat better to grow muscle? Would you like to do this? Would you like to learn? Would you like... Yes, I fucking would. Well, if you want to learn something at new... You're gonna have to drop the fucking ego, mate. Yeah. Because you ain't gonna learn shit if you can't if you can't um if you can't just fucking pull your head out your own ass and move beyond yourself for a second. And it's like every part of every part of life where I've accentuated through something, it's like you have to just lose the ego with it. And that's what I did with you, and then I came and I spoke to you and and I thought to myself, this is gonna go one or two ways right now. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because this could because you could you could have you could have had a. You could have kept your ego at the time and could have said, "Nah, I ain't fuck you." Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like when that day happened when I came and spoke to you about putting on more muscle and training with you. That was that was a hard day for me because I had to had to strip it right back, mate, and be like, "Fuck me!" I got to go cap in hand to someone who could literally. I don't believe in rejection, but I did at the time. Yeah. Who could reject me and tell me to fuck off? And then, and then I knew if if that happened at a particular time in my life, I would have been resentful of that, absolutely, because I wouldn't have been able to process that. 
And I had to go through all that to be able to even come to talk to you about building muscle. And that sounds stupid to the audience, right? But there's so many, there's so many parts of everyone who's listening to this. There's so many parts of your life where you're doing that in different respects. If you're honest with yourself right now, if you're sat there right now, listen to this in your car, in your home, wherever you're fucking listening to this, there are parts in your life where your ego is stopping you from doing something, right? And I'm telling you now, have a word with yourself and fucking remove that stick because that stick is not going to empower you to move forward in your life. Yeah, and well, that yeah. is that is some powerful shit in my opinion. And then again on the on the other side of that, right? So if we turn the tables with that, I had a lot of different clientele come to me over a period of time. I thought they were, you know, I didn't really like them or thought that didn't think much of them at that at that point in time. Yeah. But when, you know, like yourself, for instance, yeah. you came up to me, you, you were vulnerable and you, you asked for help, yeah. completely shifted my mind frame around you as a human being. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was my job as a, as a PT at the time, right? Yeah. To just accept that and, and, and help you along that way, on that path. If I didn't, I'm a terrible trainer, right? Like that, that's the, that's the yeah. energy you need to hold in the gym as a PT is accept whoever comes to you for help and help them in the best way possible. I could some people I won't work with, yeah. and I'll just refer them on if I can't help them. But you came to me for muscle growth; that was my jam. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, I help yeah. you out, and then that's how our friendship evolved. Yeah, yeah, because we had that one-on-one time, right? And then yeah, I was like, yeah, and fuck, Frankie's actually he's real similar to me. He's just yeah, in a in a in a different body, in a different in a different thing. And um, I can honestly say, mate, it's it's. It's humans by nature, all humans, all of us, we like, look, we don't want animosity of people. Mm. We don't want drama, right? We don't want all these things. We just want to have good connections with good people and be positive. Essentially, it's what we want, right? Some of us have got a fucked way of going about getting it, right? That we need to remove, but essentially, that is all you want to do. You just want to accentuate through and, and have a good life and have an empowered life and share powerful shit with powerful people. And ultimately, you should just seek to help as many people as possible for no monetary gain, just 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 for the fact that you can help someone. If you can help someone, help someone. And, and, and that's what I've kind of realized. It's not about fucking, you know, being the biggest guy in the gym or being the best boxing trainer in the world or all this fucking bullshit that we make up it's like it's like can you can i help ty ty is struggling with this today can i give him a piece of advice from my personal experience that's going to help him move the needle in his life if yes go and give that freely yeah 100 percent. if not then align them help maybe help them align them with someone who can help them or just listen but don't push upon your egotistical view of the world onto someone else and you'd be amazed at kind of some of the things that can happen on the back of just fucking letting that ego fuck off. You yeah, know what I mean? absolutely. Because when, when I left England and I, and I came here, fuck, there was an ego. Yeah. Fuck, there was an ego and I could not control it. There's nothing wrong with it, but you've got to know how to control it. Otherwise, it will control you and it will build voids between you and other people and that, my friends, is is a fucking bad place to be because you because what will happen as well with this, and I just want to just touch on this as well. It's like what happens is 
you go home at night and you know who you are and how good you are as a human, but you don't effectively communicate that with the world to others. And then that makes you feel, one, it makes you feel a fraud to yourself, and two, it, it, it makes you feel fucking lonely. That imposter syndrome, hey? Imposter syndrome, because you're you're going around acting a certain way, and you know full well that if you just remove this mask, if you just took this fucking cape off, and you stop fucking walking around trying to be fucking... Billy Big Bollocks. <laughs> you could, you can real, you can, you can have better connections with women in your life. You can have better connections. You can make strong friends with Australian lads. You can do this. You can do that. It's like, do you know what I mean? Like, you, you got to fucking strip it back and get real basic with it. Yeah. And I think if there's anything you can learn from this podcast, it's like that's 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 from me to you. Absolutely, bro. So I just want to, you know, bring that back because we, I want to get into the to the yeah, juice yeah, of Frankie yeah, yeah. J. Lee, right? Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, you want to, I know, I know, I know where you want to go. <laughs> so where do you want to start? You want to start from from obviously me leaving the UK and and, and stuff like that and, and and predicated. Yeah, so basically, people could you know swipe onto your social media f- yeah profile and say you know you've got a successful business like you're doing what you love like you live in the Gold Coast like you you live yeah. in a good life right yeah, yeah but yeah. that that didn't come overnight so I want I want to start where what was the decision okay. w- that made you move from the UK over yeah. to Australia and what was that transition like and oh, and how how did you even get to, get to here I think I think I think ultimately I want I want to I want st- I think the best place to start is let's start at me going to secondary school i went to sec i start i started because i think this this is the hot this is this will just put it all into much more context for everyone yeah. i think if we're going to do if we're going to do a who's frankie lee like you got to know the fucking real depth here so when i started secondary school i was i was i'll let's let's even take it back further i from a young age have been a hyperactive kid labeled adhd in some terminologies disruptive um, talks too much in your face. Ra 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 ra. I went to uh, obviously to to fitness was fitness and boxing and and the training element of all that kind of stuff was the stuff that kind of helped me control it outside of school and outside of um it, 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 outside like through my whole life. Fitness and training has been has been that key catalyst to me being able to control that element of everything. But essentially, what happened was day one when I went to school. At secondary school, that like I'm at what eleven, twelve years old. Now it's your first day at school. You walk in there and you think to yourself, right? The ego's there. You gotta make. You gotta. You gotta. You gotta be the biggest dick at the party because if you're not, you're gonna get owned. It's the first day of secondary school, right? The first day of secondary school, I walk in with 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 full intention of dominating it, making. Um, I was the class clown, right? I was friends with everybody, so like I was friends with the the cool kids, like the real cool kids, the hot chicks, the fucking nerdy kids that did people's homework. All these kids, like I, w- I would just be, I just wanted to sit in the middle of all that, but but own it and and not be fucked with. And I went there to to assert that dominance on this situation, right? Of me going to my first day at school, and they called out the the fucking head of the year, the first day I ever went to school, bro. It's my new chance. It's my new opportunity. It's my new place to assert my, uh, create a new me, right? Yeah. And I go in there and they call out five kids' names, of which I'm one of them. And they go, and then they label us, they put us into the learning support group in front of all of the school, Uh-oh. right? Now you imagine that, 
right? You've just been labelled as learning support. Now, I went to a school. I, I was a C-grade student, like C and B student, right? So I'm not fucking dumb by any stretch of the imagination at this. I'm not dumb now, but I'm not, I wasn't dumb at that point either. But they've just labelled me as, 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 as this kind of kid that's struggling, kid, all because from my previous experience at my, my other school where I was a bit disruptive because I wasn't engaged. I wasn't engaged with what they were trying to do, right? I'm not interested in science and, and, and I'm not interested in fucking history. And, and, you know, but, but talk to me about something else, you know what I mean? Like something that actually engages me, then it's a different story, right? Yeah. So you get this label, you get thrown this label on you, all of a sudden, now you've got an uphill battle for the next fucking five years where you feel like you every day you turn up, it's another day to have to prove yourself, you know? Whether you have to slap another kid because um, because they're calling you thick or whether you whether you, whether someone's trying to bully you because they think you're a learning support student, right? And it's I had to go through all that. And and I'm like and it it, it 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 built a strong skin on me, but it also built a lot of fucking resentment. A lot of fucking resentment. You know? So that's going on at, at, at school life at this point. Obviously it was a, that was a battle for like three years. Got to year nine. Of course now, because I resent what's been going on and because I don't fit in, and I knew I didn't fit in at the school because the school's like an A-grade school. My sister was an intelligent girl. I got impredicated on her being like the grade-A student across the board. Year nine comes around. Now we're going into, into going into like GCSEs and all this kind of stuff. Year nine comes around and it's like, okay, geography. I'm going to geography. Fuck yeah. me, bruv. I was never going to do geography homework. There was kids out there, but this was this was the pivotal moment. This was the first time I ever saw the Gold Coast. Right, I turned up to geography. I should have done the geography. I fucking wasn't going to do the homework. Crack on, walk into the class. Frankie, you're late. Boom, boom, boom. Sit at the back of the class. Sit at the back with my mate Kamal, who's also class of this learning support kid, intelligent kid, doing great things. But because we both got labelled as disruptive, me and him were best mates. But like, you know, we sat at the back of this class, right? And obviously, we've not done this homework. And they fucking doing this presentation on all these places around the world. And then one kid gets up. I think it was Nushka Patel or something like that. She gets up and she does a presentation on the Gold Coast, right? Does this fucking presentation on the Gold Coast. And it blew my fucking mind, mate, because I never knew this place existed. There was kids doing their presentations on New York, on fucking other places. But she done a presentation, full presentation on the Gold Coast, mate. And it, it, I never knew a place like this existed. I was like, fuck me. And I turned to Kamal that day and I said to him, mate, I, I'm going to live there. And he's like, yeah, yeah, of course, bro, of course, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so fast forward then. Fast forward, I, I, I leave school. Um, I've, you know, I get one A, six C's, two D's. It's not a fucking a bad, it's not a bad thing. My dad had been teaching me carpentry since I was a young lad, like six, seven, eight years old. So naturally, people are like pushing me to do apprenticeships because that's the thing to do. You get an apprenticeship, you go to fucking get a job. You do this, you do that, you fucking rah, 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 rah. You got to hit these, hit these certain things because that's English life, right? And I just went along with it. I was naturally good at woodwork and carpentry because my dad had been teaching me it since I was, since I was at school. But here's the thing, I was offered two apprenticeships, right? Two apprenticeships I was offered. One in engineering. Yeah. And one in carpentry. Engineering. Carpentry was £135 a week, right? $200 a week. Right, carpentry. Um, carpentry was like one hundred and fifty dollars a week. 
right? So I chose engineering over carpentry, yeah, right? right? <clears throat> Not because I was just completely, I was like, let's get money. I did it for a did it for a year, bro. Caused absolute fucking riots. <laughs> Honestly, I was on that many disciplinaries in this place. <laughs> I was on disciplinaries every fucking day, partly because, partly because, like, I just loved getting in trouble. I really did. I really yeah. did. I, I've enjoyed every bit of trouble that I've ever been in life. I fucking enjoyed it. Like, even though it was attention, gotta, gotta even, make work fun. even even though it was attention seeking, fully attention seeking, fully fully seeking acceptance, fully all that, but fully my sense of humour, and fully because the reason why I wanted to get in so much trouble at this H, at this place is because the bird in HR at the time, the chick that was <laughs> that ran HR, <laughs> I, I thought she was hot as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I so I used to go in there for a bollocking, and I used to just used to use the time to protect my graft. To like to, to 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 try and graft her, like do you, do you know what I mean, like just full on, just try it. And like she's like Frankie, um, you know, we've got to talk about this. And I'm like, look, Helen, I understand, <laughs> Helen, yeah, Helen. I remember her name. I'm like Helen, I understand. Um, but you know, me and you have got something going on. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Digging your heart I was like, yeah, yeah. Anyway, eventually, right? It wasn't even Helen that sat me, but. But I got, I got, I literally got pushed out after a year. Like you ain't going into like year two or three, mate. You're just, you're just different level of crap. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I got in a bit of trouble, and I got, and then I went into carpentry, and I did, I did well in carpentry, and I went on to work like English heritage level in carpentry and all that stuff, and blah blah blah. But I suppose the fundamental point I want to make to 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 the audience is simply this, right? The whole time, the whole time, all through this, I wanted. Always wanted to go to Australia. Always thought about the place. Always this and the other. But I never had the bollocks to be able to get on the plane to do it. I said to myself, I said to all my mates, I'll leave at 18. And then I said, I'll go at 20. I didn't get to Australia until I was 26, right? Yeah. And the catalyst that, 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 that got me to come to Australia, right, was not only that geography thing. It was like simply this. I was with, I, 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 met, this, I met this Italian girl, right? This is a fucking funny story, right? I haven't heard of yeah, it, Italian. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah, fucking right. Honestly, weapon of mass destruction, right? So anyway, right. This I'll tell you the audience is because it's fucking funny, right? So I was out with 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 with, with my mates, Danny, Tony, all this, right? And and basically, these we we were all the boys about town at the time because we were going out and we were, we knew all the, we knew all the local women and all this all this stuff, right? What was going on? We knew. I was in a bar one day on this on this like Sunday bank holiday Sunday session thing obviously I don't I don't drink smoke or do drugs I've never I've never done that I'm just high on fucking life yeah but anyway I go we goes out and I see this I see this fucking this this chick across the room and she's like captivated the fucking life out of me bro and bearing in mind at at the at the at the time I was just a la- absolute lad you know I was here there and fucking everywhere I wasn't do you know what I mean? Like a dog yeah. with two dicks. I was just every fucking <laughs> you know, just like go and go and fucking go on, Frankie, crack on. Like there's just just never been a shy person. So I was just out there doing my thing, right? I see this chick and I, I said to her, I was like, fucking hell, like she's fucking next level, man. Next level. This was like this was like two thousand and twelve. Yeah. Came to Australia in two thousand fourteen, but I just want to tell you this because it'll give you a little bit of context. So I'm I'm walking around there and I see this chick and I said to the lads guarantee it i'm like i think to guarantee tony tony was a weapon of he was a weapon of a guy right so yeah. good looking italian dude fucking good looking absolute boy band looks right i thought if this kid knows this chick it's a no-go for me because because <laughs> if he knows her, 
then yeah. this is this this game over. And I said to Tony, I said like, Tony, like, who's that? And he's like, mate, I have no fucking idea. And I thought, fucking hell, she's a good chick. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't know Tony. Literally, that's all he said to me. Anyway, so anyway, goes up to her at the bar. Obviously, chatting, chatting to her, chatting to her, chatting to her. Obviously, you know me, giving it a bit of banter, giving it a bit of banter. She's she's um. I said, to, so I, I get to the point where we're about to ask for a number, right? And bro, I'm not, I'm, I, I'd say nine times out of ten, when I'd asked for a woman's number at the time, it was like, yeah, cool, sweet. It's it just, it's cool, right? Egotistical fucker, you're right? Because you, yeah. you are, right? Because you've been built up in this ego, you're around the boxing community, all this shit's going on, blah, blah, blah. I asked this chick for a number, right? And she says, oh, yeah, 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 oh, oh, oh. I'd like to give you it, but I can't. And I'm thinking, what do you mean you fucking can't? I, like, I, literally, <laughs> I, was li- I literally said to her, it's Frankie fucking Lee. What yeah. are you talking about? Like, yeah, <laughs> I was like, this is not, this is not going to plan. Yeah. Like, she says, uh, um, I have a girlfriend. I'm like, a, a, fuck, a what? You have a girlfriend? <laughs> a girlfriend? Yeah, this girl was full lesbian, bro. Full, like, lesbian. Like, she hadn't been with a man in, like, seven years. I'm like, you can't be. Because... <laughs> I'm attracted to you. <laughs> like, <laughs> how can how can you how can you be how can, how can you just like how can you just like women like this is it? And she she walks away and I didn't get a number. And I thought to myself, well, that's it then. Game on. Like it's it's I'd never I'd never had that experience where like, I was like I couldn't. It's like you couldn't have something. It's like fucking hell, you want it, don't you? I went on this mission for like two and a half months of grafting. I met up with her again. I took her out for lunch. She was she, she broke up with a chick at this time, blah, 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 and obviously went on this whole path, mate. Ended up ended up dating her. Right, ended up dating her, taking her out. Fucking fell mad for her, mad for her. Bro. Obviously, like converted her. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Converted her back to the back to the dark side. Yeah. And 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 that was a fucking experience. That was a whole lot of work for, for someone like yeah, me, right? And, and and obviously like fell madly for this chick. Madly, right? And then and then and then after a year of this relationship with this girl and I was fucking proper in love with her, right? And um I'm thinking, yeah and that's me set now, you know, rah rah at this point in time, I had bought my I'd bought my apartment. I set up an apartment. I had the fucking sports car, right? I had the fucking so I had the nice apartment, the sports car. I was training at the gym. I was known well locally. I uh, had a good social proof. I'd, I'd all this all this stuff. Everything that that your kind of ego and your and your lifestyle kind of needs at that time for a young man who's on the come up, right? Had cash in the bank, had a decent job, was all right. Everything seems cool, right? I walk into the gym one day. The lad said to me, Frankie, we're going to Ibiza. Someone's dropped out. You fancy coming along? I was like, yeah, sweet. I'll go, I'll go to Ibiza. I go, I, I go back to Angela. I said, I'll go to Ibiza. She's like, oh, fucking, that's nice of you to tell me. Italian girl, yeah. she's rich. you know how they're going to react to that. You're fucking coming home telling me you're going to Ibiza. What are you talking about? You ain't going to Ibiza. <laughs> do you, yeah, know I mean? right. you do not go to Ibiza when you got an Italian girl it's hot as fuck you don't, you're, just, you're just not allowed to go you, yeah. that's not happening bro that's yeah. not happening but in my world it was yeah, like, yeah. she says when are you going I was like I didn't know so I fucking I rings up my mate Josh I said Josh where are we going he's like oh Friday this is fucking Tuesday bro <laughs> <laughs> I've already paid for this thing I never even thought to ask him about when I'm going to, to Ibiza right and so I goes I goes off and I, I, I get I, I guess I, I tells her about it. Blah, blah, blah. We have a little bit of a falling out, falling out, whatever. 
Anyway, I fuck off to Ibiza. I think I'm going for, for fucking seven days. I pack my bag on the seventh day. The boy's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm packing my bag. We're flying home. Right? Now, bearing in mind, Ibiza. If you've ever, if, if any of you guys, male or female, have been to Ibiza, you will know it is like a fucking candy shop. Right? Absolutely. Absolute candy shop. There are f- more sauce than Nando's in this place. Yeah. I've never cheated on a woman in my entire life and never would. It was the hardest week of my life. I was going home early from nightclubs. Like I'd go home from Amnesia at like 12.30. I went there at 10. I couldn't survive past 12.30. I had to go home. I had to leave. Otherwise... That club's sh- awesome though, isn't it? Yeah, 4,000 people, bruv. Like, it's just mad. I'm there on Jack 3D, fucking pre-workout, <laughs> fucking while everyone else is on pills. It's just yeah. mad time, right? I'd, I'd literally go back from the, for, from the club, go for a run. Anyway, I packed my bag, right? I'm thinking I'm fucking off home here. Thank fuck. I've arranged for her to pick me up from the airport. The lad's like, no, 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 we're here for nine days. I'm like, what the fuck? So I rings her. She's fucking fuming, bro. Fuming. Yeah. You're a this, you're a that, you're a... Uh, you know, cool. Gets to the ninth day. Pat my case. They tell me we're here for 11. We were there for 11 <laughs> days, right? So I, I fully arrived at Stansted. And I still thought, this is how fucking delusional I was as a man, right? This is how fucking delusional I was. This is how egotistical I was as a man, right, at that time. I thought, yeah, she's going to be there. Pick me up. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely not happening, bro. Absolutely not happening to me. In fact, I landed on the Saturday. I got home. I woke up on the Sunday morning. She came round my apartment, right? <laughs> she broke up with me. She walked out of my apartment. This is like Ju- July, uh, July, June, July, July, uh, June 2014, uh, 2013. I'm, I'm not even afraid to say this. I've never cried so fucking much in my entire life when she yeah, left that apartment. Right. Ago. I was fucking, I was distraught. I was like, what have I done? Oh my God, I've just lost the fucking diamond. Why, why did I do that? Like, what's Ruined going on? I've just, I've just fucking completely fucked myself. For, for, and I, I, just, I just felt empty, bro. I just felt empty. I was looking at it. I had the fucking nice penthouse apartment. I got the fucking sports car downstairs, convertible. I'm fucking... Da, 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 da. But inside, empty as fuck. Yeah, right. Empty as fuck. But here's the thing. That, that I thought to myself, right, well, what, what can I do? So I rings my mum. And I'm like, mum, I'm moving back in. I'm renting my, I, I literally, I literally rented my apartment this, this week. I, I rented my apartment out fully furnished. So this was on the Sunday, right? I'm sat there on Sunday. By the Friday, I'd moved back in with my mum. I'd fucking, I'd, I'd literally like, um, rented my apartment out and I started to save for Australia. That was, that was how quickly it happened, right? And I went full on into, I worked, I worked, I worked nightclubs, doors, a security, I worked a carpentry job. I, I I was working my day carpentry job. I was just stacking cash for the next year, and I just I built up this wall between me and women. Like fuck women. Like, do you know what I mean? And I yeah, just, they hurt. They yeah, hurt. They, they hurt me. They hurt me. Right? They hurt me. Obviously, that's bullshit. But like, you 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 choose how you feel about any situation. But obviously, this is young. You know, you got you yeah. learn you learn through life experience, yeah, right? Absolutely. So I built up this fucking wall, went and stacked all this cash, worked security job, worked this, worked that. Saw a lot of shit through working security and obviously all this crap and went through a lot of stuff with that. And then um, I said to my mate, one of my best mates at work, Alan, 
I said, mate, I'm going to Australia. You've got two fucking choices. Either you stay in this fucking dead-end job that we're in. He was a stonemason. I was a carpenter at this place. We were both earning £350 a week. To put it into context, that's like maybe 700 bucks, right? On a good day, 700 bucks. Not a lot of money, is it? No. Right? For highly skilled people, right? This is this is where I want the Australian community to understand how abundant life is here and how much how good you have it. I don't I'm not even sure you fucking realise it half the time because you've just been brought up into this mad mad environment. But anyway, we 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 we're on this we we we, fl- we fucking he comes with me, right? We fly to Australia. Get this right. We've never we've never me and Al have never flown over three fucking hours because we live in Europe. Yeah. Right? Oh, actually, I'd gone to this boxing camp in Turkey once. That was five hours, and that was a long time to me. So there's these two lads getting hyped. We'd booked this fucking flight. No word of a fucking lie. We'd booked Philippine Airlines. Well, Philippine Airlines is built for Filipino people, right? <laughs> I'm not the biggest guy in the world, in, in essence, but even I felt like a fucking giant in these seats next to these people, bruv. Like, we literally flew. We flew into Manila Airport, right? And and we got a six-hour layover in Manila Airport. Manila Airport is a fucking shed. It's an absolute shed of a place, right? And I look out the window. I thought, what do we do? What do we do for fucking six hours in, in Manila Airport? And I see this dirty little massage parlors at the other, <laughs> the other end of the airport, right? I saw this dirty little massage parlor, and I'm like, right. I I literally had I literally had. One Filipino in each arm, massage each arm, and one on each leg, and then this one woman walking down my back, bro. I spent spent so many fucking dollars in there. I was in there for three hours getting massaged, bro, just just to waste time. I never experienced nothing like it my entire life, yeah. And there was no happy endings. Like the happy ending was the fact that my back wasn't wasn't fucked. (laughs) That was the happy ending. Anyway... I look at, I come out of this, right, in a bit of a daze. Al's, me and Al are just laughing our heads off because we've just spent like three hours on fucking some fucking dodgy ass fucking shed massage parlor in the <laughs> airport at, at Manila. Anyway, we walks out, can't get no Wi-Fi. We look outside the window and Al goes, fuck, it doesn't look very, um, doesn't look very like the, the weather, mate. The weather was like the palm trees, right, were, double, were doubling over. And I was thinking, fucking hell, like, what's, go- what's going on here? Like, it's a bit windy. It looked like it looked like the end of the world scene. <laughs> it looked like the end of the world. The weather looked like the end of the world. Anyway, it gets to the flight time, and I think to myself, we can't be fucking flying out in this, surely, mate. It was fucking lashing. I've never seen weather like it. It was like a typhoon was hitting the airport. Well, I the, it was a typhoon fucking hit the airport, right? So, <laughs> so we took off into this weather storm. I honestly thought. That this plane was never getting off the ground. It was the longest thing. And when we did get off the ground, it just felt like we were getting shot down by fucking, like we're in the war. And it was just like, <laughs> there was fucking bracing, like getting the brace position, all this kind of shit was taken off. We took off into this thing. We went through this fucking storm for like what felt like an hour. Just holding on for right. dear life. We were meant to fly to Brisbane. We had to make an emergency landing in Darwin Airport. Now, bearing in mind, Right, bearing in mind, let's let's take it back a step. Right, bearing in mind, I was so fucking pumped to come to Australia because I was thinking I'm going to land, I'm going to get to the airport. Some chick like Holly Valance is going to be there waiting for me, 
I'm just going to go, right, I've got an English accent. I'll have that one. Yeah. And, it's gonna, and I'm going to be set up for life, right? That's what I'm literally thinking, right? I've, I've watched Location, Location. I've seen, I've seen Grand Designs Australia. I've fucking, I've seen, I've seen um, Bondi Rescue was my fucking go-to program at the time. I was like, literally like, this is fucking hyped, man. I'm so hyped. I'm so, I'm so happy. I'm like, I'm just going to meet my Holly Valance and I'm going to be sweet. Yeah, because I loved her on Neighbours. She was my favourite chick, right? Yeah. I landed at Darwin Air- Airport and I was like, fuck, mate. <laughs> like, this isn't the Gold Coast. Wow. Like, everyone's there in like khaki and crocodile dundee hats. There's some mad, mad things. Like, I'd never seen, I'd never seen it before, man. I'd never seen, I'd d- I thought, oh, fucking hell, like, I, this can't be Australia, right? And me and I were like, I don't think it's going to last year long. <laughs> we get to Brisbane. Honestly, we looked at the plane out the window, mate. The plane literally had holes in it and bits of twigs hanging out of it. Like, it's fucked. Like, the plane, yeah, yeah, the plane right. had been annihilated. And if you go back, if you go and Google the uh, the typhoon uh, the typhoon that hit the Philippine airport, I think it killed, like, 50 people. Yeah, right. I think it killed, like, 50 people. I could you be got wrong. out of there just in time, even. Like, literally, like, literally, like, I don't think, I, th- I think some flights didn't even get off the ground, bro. Like, I literally think something hit the airport after it. Wow. We saw it, we literally saw it on the news when we landed. It's so fucking lucky. Mate, I've never been on a plane that's felt like that before. Like, in terms of, like, the wings are flat. Like, we were sat on the wing, and it was flapping, bro. It's like a bird. It was, it was, it was horrendously crazy. We, we fucking landed in Australia. I spent I spend the first week in Brisbane. Again, I fucking hated it. I thought, this is just, like, a really shit London. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I fucking hated it. And then we come to the Gold Coast. And that, mate, is when I realised... At that point, I'm like, right. Fucking made it. It's on like Donkey Kong. And I know that's a bit of a long-winded answer to your question, but I wanted to give you all a bit of a context from the school to the, to the girlfriend, to her, like all this. Stuff. I wanted to just give you the real, the real full in-depth version, mate, because that is the fucking, that is, that is literally everything, bro. Like, yeah, well, I haven't heard any of it, or I've maybe heard little tiny bits of that story, like, of you over back in UK, but yeah, not the actual journey to Australia. Like that's a ma- like that's it's, it's unreal. A, that's a, a ma- cool story, it's, it's man. A, it's a mad. It's a. It's been a mad journey. Just even getting here. But what about, mate? I'm sure we'll go into it. But it's like I've been broke once or twice in Australia. Completely broke. Not even been able to feed myself. I've been. I've you know. I've well. I went. Obviously, I had that mad resentment to women because of what happened in previous relationships and fuck me I went into sex addiction and also had to get treated for that and and all this stuff that's been that's, that's gone on um you know I had I had I tried to have a boxing gym I tried all these different things mate to to try and make it work it's not been one it's not been one thing that's that's got me there it's been lots of constant iteration lots of constant work being willing to back yourself Go all in on yourself, not quit. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of that in this journey. Yeah, and and even I've not gone into it, and I've not even done this on my own podcast. Not gone into it because I just I just didn't think anyone would be interested in listening to it. But actually, more and more people have been asking me to do something like this. So when you reached out to me and said I want to do this, I'm like, because the way I felt about it was this: I was like. Yeah, but if you talk about yourself for like two hours, Frankie, isn't that, isn't that going back to the egotistical way that you were, which you tried to strip away and get back from? But I just think that people want to understand about where you've been and what you've been through. Well, to, it's relatable then, man. You get, it gives someone context of what you've, the context of what you've, 
what you you know what you're about. So that's that that's that's the beauty I think of of doing it. That's why I'm proud to do it with you. I'm, pr- yeah. I'm pleased I'm doing it with you. Because yeah, me me and you and that fucking stupid dick swinging competition. Honestly, <laughs> know, yeah, yeah. fucking such an egotistical bastard. And now we're here. What? How, how many years ago was that? Five or six years this, ago, yeah, right? This, is, this was probably about five years ago. I met you. Yeah, yeah five years ago. It's been here seven years now. All right, so so let's let's get into this next stage here, right? So so you're in Australia now, right? Yeah. And for you, like you said, you've been broke here a couple of times. Yeah. So yeah, very broke. So you're in a good position now, like you're doing well. You, you know where you're going. You, you've done a lot of personal growth. You've been through yeah. a lot of life experience yeah. here and back at home. So what I want to get into now is, you know, what happened when you got here? Like, what did what did you do for work and and how did you get your, okay. like make your first bit of money and how did you transition? Because I know you did a bit of chippy work, like that's yeah. what you were doing when I first met you. But what were you doing before that? And how did you transition from you know chippy work to content removal? That's a whole nother yeah, 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 like yeah, area yeah, of expertise. And now, and now you got your podcast. So that, yeah, let's yeah. get into that then. Yeah. So I think I think okay. So I came out obviously I was a carpenter and joined by trade, professional boxing trainer. Um, all, my my aspiration was to get permanent residency citizenship and then to have a boxing gym and i wanted to i really i look i'm gonna be fucking honest yeah go for i it. thought australian boxing is shit right it's a shit level and i think i can change the fucking game and i because one thing i noticed when i watched australian kids box is that they've got no footwork they've got no defense they've got none they've got no movement right Everything that I was schooled in from, from growing up, the art of boxing and everything that I loved about boxing was just, they were taught it as fighting here. So I thought I really could. So I came here to try and make a difference in boxing. That's what I came here to do. I came here to set up gyms. I thought oh, maybe I could empower the kids that have come from a, a lower demographic in Australia, you know, make a change, make this. I, know, I still think I'll, I'll eventually I'll have a gym here that does that. Mm-hmm. Or, a, or a performance center that does that I just think that's going to come further down my journey but that was what I was that is what I wanted to achieve right when I landed here obviously what you set out to achieve and what you actually go and do sometimes can change and there's nothing wrong with that either but that's what I came here for I suppose I came to give you a bit of context to some of you I came here with six thousand dollars right a ba- Aussie dollars yeah. six thousand Australian dollars a bag of clothes right a small bag of clothes a pair of boxing gloves, a pair of hand wraps, a skipping rope, and a pair of boxing boots. Right? No pluggers. No pluggers. Nothing. Don't have them in the no, UK. No, no, no. no. Oh, you mean you mean you thongs. mean th- yeah thongs flip? We call them flip flops. But yeah, you know what I'm saying. That's that's that that's what I literally had. Ty, right? So I bought a car. That was like two and a half, three thousand um, dollars. I bought a few tools, basic set of tools, one and a half thousand dollars. Brother, I had literally no money left. I goes off working for this Tyler, right? He was called Tyler the Tyler. He 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 lives somewhere between here and Brisbane. I worked like a fucking absolute no one for for this guy for like three weeks, right? And this uh, this guy's still about in the trade. I hope he listens to this podcast, right? He took all my money, bro. Like he did not pay me. This was the first time I was broke in Australia. Right. So I was in Australia a week. I got a job. The next three weeks, I worked, 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 worked. Yeah. In England, we're used to getting paid monthly. In Australia, people get paid weekly, right? 
I'd never experienced weekly pay. So he kept saying, oh, I'll pay you next week, I'll pay you next week, pay you next week. And then one day he just never returned my calls, bro. And he took all my money. So he, so he probably owned me at that point, maybe like $700 a week times three. We're, talk, we're talking about fucking $2,100 here, bro. Right? That, would yeah. cha- that would have changed my life back then. I did not have any money left. So my mate Alan literally had to lend me a few hundred dollars a year, buy my food. I was living off peanut butter and bread because I couldn't afford to feed myself. Right? He was covering the rent because I was fucked. So I'd worked. I'd come to Australia. I experienced a week or two weeks where I wasn't working. Then I'd got a job straight away because I came here to work. I didn't come here to sit about and just fucking lay about. And then, and then of course, he's, he's taken all my money. Right? And do you know, do you know, do you know the thing is, right? I've still got this guy's business card, right? I cut my hand tiling. I've still got this business card with my blood on it, right? With his phone number and his name on it, right? That, and I, and I keep it, right? That was the first, first Australian that I'd never, I'd, I was just so trusting, right? He had, it's like when I got to Australia and I saw the sun, I was just so trusting of everybody. And in England, you always keep your guard up because, like, you know, it's hustling. It's you got to hustle. You got to hustle. You got to, you got to hustle, hustle, hustle. Make money, make money, but also stay away from all the bad shit because lots of bad shit you can get into there, right? Yeah. And I remember him giving me the business card saying, "Yeah, I'll pay you next week." I said, "I'll put it into my car." And I've worked twelve-hour days, bro. Thailand, we're Thailand. This like church area, this church back area, right in like near near Logan, without working Logan way. So all the fuel that I'd paid to get there, all the time that I'd spent, he robbed me, bro. He didn't pay me nothing. So now I, had, I literally, poor fucking hell. So I, I went and signed up to a labour hire company of all things. Yeah. And I got this job, fitting out, fitting out like sh- fitting out this Zara store, right, thirty five dollars an hour, which was good money considering I'd not been paid any money. The first time I got that week's paycheck, that was like it was like one and a half, two and a half thousand dollars. I was like, fucking, I'm rich, man. I'm fucking rich. I've, I was working 12 hour days in Zara store, Rubina, fitting that out. And literally then, the, the, the Spanish architect at the time saw my carpentry skills and work and said, look, you've got to take this guy all around Australia. And I, and literally I negotiated myself $50, $50 an hour and I travelled around Australia and I fitted out all the Zara stores across Australia. Then I went Louis Vuitton, then I went Gucci, then I went Givenchy, then I went Rolex, then I went all, I did all these designer stores. That's what I was doing. I was just, and I was just working, 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 right? I now get to the point where I've like been in Australia like six, four, four five, six months. My sister's wedding's coming up. I've got all this cash, right? I've got a fucking 30, 40, 50 grand in the bank. Bearing in mind, all I've done since I've been in Australia is work, right? I've worked, 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 get money, get money, get money. I've got no mates, right? I'm training at different gyms all over the world, all over the country. I've got, I've got no real friends. I feel lonely as fuck. I'm away from my friend Al because he's on the Gold Coast and I'm working whole, around Australia chasing this residency dream, chasing this money, chasing all this. I thought there's no way I'm missing my sister's wedding. So I fly back to my sister's wedding. Spend, you know, her wedding was like in November time. So I fly back. So I'm there for like two or three weeks. I spend a fucking fortune. Last minute flights, this, that, the other. Put my fucking everything into this thing. Spent the money a week in secrecy before. Surprised her on a wedding day, bro. Wouldn't take it back for the world. The problem was when I returned to Australia, I was expecting just to jump back into shop fitting, earning $50 an hour again. I get back to Australia. 
Australians stop working in December and start working at the end of January in the in, in building game. I never fucking knew that. We don't do that yeah. in England. We don't do that. So I get back, no work. I've got a few thousand dollars left. By fucking Christmas Day, I ain't got no money. On Christmas Day, I'm sat on the fucking beach, right? No word of a lie. I'm sat on the beach. 2000, like, two, end of 2014, start of 2015. I think my mate Alan, by this point, has gone home to his family because he's quit Australia, gone back with a woman, yeah, right. right? Gone back, so I'm on my own. I'm living on my own in a shithole of a part of a of a little bedroom, like a bed sit apartment in Main Beach. Shithole. I'm living there. I go on the beach on Christmas Day. I got fucking. I've literally got three apples left, half a loaf of bread, a bit of peanut butter, bro. Right, and I'm living in a shithole, and I've covered my rent. Right, I go sit on the beach. It's Christmas fucking day. I should be ecstatic. Right, I'm sat there. I look around. All these Australian families, all like playing with their kids, having relations, this, that, and the other. I'm fucking broke. Again. I'm broke. I'm, I'm, it's like, what, what, what's going on? Like, yeah. <laughs> because, I'd spent all my money, on applying for residency. So that cost me like, four and a half thousand dollars application. The other applications, doing the IELTS test, and the English test, and all that stuff, getting ready for this, for this application, right? I've I'd, I'd done all that. I've done all that. I put all my heart and soul into that. So I'd spent, you know, call that eight thousand, eight and a half thousand dollars. I'd spent like fucking ten and a half, twelve thousand going to see my sister. I'd spent probably, if you add the flights into that, another another like four or five, six grand. Yeah, yeah. Plus the food, like plus rent. It's like, bro, I was completely out and down and out. And it's like I had to. This is the first time it's ever happened to me. I had to ring my mum and ask her to put a thousand dollars in my bank. And I'll pay her back somehow. I did pay her back. I got another job probably about like two or three weeks later. But I was living off like two, three hundred bucks a, a week for like, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. For like, for like a, a serious amount of time. Like literally like sixty, seventy, eighty dollars to buy food for the week. My rent was like two hundred twenty bucks or two hundred bucks in this little fucking bed sit thing that I was in, right? And then I literally had to fucking wait until I got a shop fitting job. And then I got a shop fitting job doing Louis Vuittons and then I was back earning like three and a half, four grand a week, five grand a week and then I set myself back up again and then by, by the February, the February the 23rd, 2015, I was a permanent resident of Australia and that's kind of, that's kind of that part component and those were the two times that I was broke, completely down and out and I'm not ashamed to say it to all of you on here, I cried man, I fucking cried because you imagine, I'm, I was a kid that had a dream in England to better himself, to better his life, to better his position, right? I, p- I put everything on the line to come here. You know what I mean? I went away from a sport that I loved. I, oh, you know, I, I, before I left the UK, a year before I left the UK, I got granted my professional boxing trainer's license, became one of the youngest trainers to ever get granted a license in the UK. I knew that if I wanted to do boxing at train boxers at a high level, the UK was the place to be, but I also knew that the UK wasn't the place for me. Yeah, right. And there's a pull there. Do you know what I mean? Like the whole, the whole thing and how it all came about, and 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 the heartache, the honest heartache that I had, that I felt in regards to like my relationship with my mum wasn't good because I always felt there's a distance there. The relationship with with women at the time was terrible because of this breakup with this Italian girl. Right, I had a serious amount of work to do on losing my fucking ego. 
to be able to fit in or to not to fit in but like to to just become my true self to be able to make waves in the way that I want to make waves and then I'm fucking broke mm. do you know what I mean That's and it's heavy. and it's like fuck like when's when, when am I gonna when am I gonna get when am I gonna get a um, a break this was like literally like I thought this the start of fe- um, February and then and then what happened was I found an, I found a shop fitting job that was paying good money like I said to you just a minute ago and then I got the the residency granted and those were the first couple of pieces I thought fuck me now we're starting to get some, now we're starting to get somewhere now we're starting to get somewhere sunshine you just gotta keep going you just gotta keep working keep going and then obviously I worked, worked, worked. I, I made lots of money shop fitting, hundreds of thousands of dollars. But the issue was I was working with miserable, if you've ever worked in the shop fitting or, or any trade in Australia, you're either out, you're in shops under unnatural light, yeah, with miserable bastards that all hate their wives or hate their relationships or or drink themselves to death. Or you're out in the sun getting burnt to fuck in the trade with men that hate their lives, hate their relationships, hate the hours. And, and that's just the truth, man. Let's just strip it back. Let's get away from it. Like, let's just be honest. Like, no one likes being in the trade here because you're either getting burnt to fuck, right? Or you're fucking, you're, you're under unnatural light for 12 hours a day working, chasing the man's dollar, chasing your tail, right? I looked around the shop one day. I was in, I was fitting out pack fair at the time, right? I was fitting out the Tiffany store in Pack Fair. I was doing all the ca- I did all the cabinetry in there. I'd done Zara, I'd done a bit of Louis Vuitton, I'd done Gucci, um, all this stuff, Labutin. I was in I was in this I was in this Tiffany store. And there was this fucking dickhead running this job, right? And he's so unhappy. He used to drink a whole slab of beers every night. And this is this this is it's a common in Australia. It's so common, man. So fucking common. Slab of beer every night, red as fuck in the face, blah, 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 blah. and he's coming in. And he's trying. He's trying to fucking abuse abuse me, and obviously I ain't gonna take that. And blah, blah, blah. anyway, it comes to a literally like full on fight in this shop where I'm gonna slap this geezer from next from here to next Sunday, and I quit. And that was the last time I ever shop feared. And I literally quit. And I went home, and I was in this fucking little bedsit apartment. But this bedsit apartment had this had this garret like a double garage unit underneath that wasn't used so I literally spoke to the guy that owned the place and I told him and he, he said to me why don't you set up, he said to me why don't you set up a boxing gym Frankie that's what you're meant to do set up a boxing gym and I set up a boxing gym and I, I was training people one to one earning about 800 to 1000 dollars a week but I was happy I was ha- it's the first time I'd found peace in Australia I thought fuck me I'm doing I'm doing something I'm helping people in a bit of and, and, service and, yeah. and I'm serving people in the right way this and the other. I'm making friends. This and the other. One day, this guy walks in, overweight guy, businessman. He rings me on the phone. When he rang me on the phone, again, me and him were having a bit of a dick swing competition. English guy. This guy's name is James Gray. Right, changed my fucking life. And I tell you why. He came in over overweight, egotistical because he's done well in business. I was egotistical because I'm in great shape. You know what I mean? This and the other. But he's the one. That, that that kind of helped me strip it back a bit and taught, taught, taught. I'd never read a book before then. Yeah. And after a few times, he's, he, he, he could see the potential in me as a man, but I just was living, still living unauthentically, still fucking 
just wasting my time really not your best self not yet. my best I wasn't living my I wasn't being my best self I wasn't allowing myself to be the, my best self so he, so he said to me he's like he's like you need to start reading books Frankie like for everything that you want to achieve all the all the things that you do he's like I think this first book you should read is like how to win friends and influence people because I was good at communicating but I was communicating predicated on an ego which was building a rift between me and people yeah right so when I read how to win friends and influence people, it just changed the whole mechanics of how I would adopt things. Like I'd start mentioning people's names and I'd do touch points and this, that, and the other, and I'd start to you know take an interest a in a different them. relationship yeah, instead of different. like just annoying people. And, and, <laughs> and I'm like, fuck. And I started to notice a big change in how people receive me, even people like yourself. I read this book before I asked you to train me and stuff. So like is our, our relationships predicated off the start of that. And then I read think and grow rich and, and then think and grow rich. Whether it's a bullshit, whether it's a bullshit story or not, whatever you say about Napoleon Hill, who wrote that book, whether it's a bullshit story. The fact is, Think and Grow Rich empowered me to think bigger than I'd ever thought in my entire life before that point. I thought, well, fuck me. Imagine imagine what I could do. I could build Frankie Knuckles Boxing Gyms and franchise them, or I could do this, or I could do that. I could, I could build a million-dollar business. Everything's possible. I looked out there and I thought, fuck me, the world is so abundant here, so abundant. And I just started to educate myself and I started to, to go into things, go into things. After a while, and after I read so many business books and this and the other, I thought to myself, fuck, I need to go into sales. I need to go into sales. James said to me, you need to go into sales, right? So James Gray, Surf Pacific, gave me my first fucking sales job, right? Yeah. He's my friend. He's that and other. It was actually his dad that gave me the job. James didn't know his... James always encouraged me to get in sales, but I don't think he would have took me on, ideally. His dad gave me the job. His dad taught me into to getting this job in sales. After a week, James calls me in the office. In the nicest way possible, basically said I weren't listening, I was shit, in, 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 in another thing, and, he, and, he, and he, he let me go. I remember this. Yeah. yeah. So, like, to give you a bit of context into that, to prepare for this sales job, I thought our salespeople need to wear suits. So I'd spent like two and a half, three thousand dollars on on a suit, and everything. I'd spent all. I'd I'd I'd, I'd been researching the sales scripts. I had all this in the book, but for whatever reason, it it wasn't working. And I tell you the reason why it wasn't working because I thought I was trying to be someone else. I'd watched Jordan Belford's sales training. I was trying to be a bit Jordan Belford. I was trying to trying to be this guy in a suit. I'm not a guy in a suit. I don't sell like that. And it's all like that. So I, I, I go in this, I, I, I fucking go, big, you know, back and forth, back and forth. Anyway, lost his job. I then had this other mate in the gym at the time called Zach. And he had a company in a similar industry to what I'm in right now. And me and him were good friends. And he offered me another sales role in the, in the company, right? And in his company. And I went there. And I thought, fuck this, I'm being myself. I'm not, I'm wearing what I want, I'm doing what I want, I'm fucking this, anyway, I'm doing it. Yeah. But their average sales team at the time in this, in this company was selling $15,000 worth of, of reputation management a month, fifteen twenty thousand $20,000 a month. In three fucking months, I had sold $150,000 worth of fucking content removal services, right, and, and reputation management services, right, in, in three fucking months, right? Not only not only was I a top salesman, I outsold every fucker. Not just not just one sales guy. I outsold. I, I, outsold, I, I outsold the whole fucking team. I carried the whole fucking place. 
we parted, I left that company and we parted ways because for a simple reason is, and there's other things I won't talk about just out of respect, but I left ways and I parted waves on the back of that sales job because of, 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 um, of things that there, there's things that are happening that I, that just didn't, didn't align with me as a man of yeah. how I wanted to be and this, that, and the other, and how I wanted to operate and this, that, and the other. So, so like I, I had to get, I had to get away from it. Um, it all came to a head, I had to get away from it. And do you know the most disappointing thing about that? Me and the guy that owned this company, I got a lot of time for him. I got a lot of time for him. I didn't agree with a lot of other stuff that was going on, but I have a lot of time for him and a lot of respect for him still to this day. And I'm, I'm upset about, or, or I was upset for a long time about the fact of how, how that ended because, because I do have a lot of respect for him and I did have a lot of respect for him and I always will do and for what he did for me. So I want to make that fucking abundantly clear. But there's certain things in life that I will not align myself with even if I fucking like you, right? Even if I fucking like you. And he knows that and I know that and I just want to make that fucking abundantly clear on here. Yeah. That happened. I went away and I thought, well, fuck this. Um, I'll set up contentremoval.com. So I bought, I'd, I'd, I'd previously bought content removal the domain name. I didn't know how to remove content. I did not have a fucking clue how to remove content because I'd been the sales guy, but I fucking knew how to sell it. Yeah, bloody oath. I fucking knew how to sell it. I didn't know how to do it. I did not have a clue how to remove online content, but I knew how to sell it. I'd sold Metricon. I'd sold other fucking big name fucking clients to protect their reputations online. I'd sold fucking big, big brands, man. Big celebrities, big this, big that. I'd done big deals. I thought to myself, fuck, there's something in this. So I fucking, I, I, I set up a basic Wix website. And most people, what most people do in business is they set up a fucking glossy fucking website and all this and the other. And they put it out there into the world, right? And they, and and, and then they expect everything to come to them. Yeah. And I love it. I thought, I thought to myself, right, I got to, I got to get, I got to find someone that, that needs me at a high level that I can help uh, that I know I can help, um, and it's got to be a big ticket, big ticket sales. I've got to chase big ticket. I'm not going to be the guy that removes reviews for businesses. I'm not going to be that guy. I'm going to be the guy that protects celebrities, protects brands, protects big fucking people. That's what I'm going to be. That guy. So I started to cold outreach to to the people I wanted to work with, and I'd I'd got I'd got a few replies back from this one big from this from this head of PR. I reached out to the head of PR of this brand, right? Yeah. Big fucking fitness brand. <clears throat> One of the biggest fitness brands in Australia. I reached out and she was fucking giving me the cold shoulder. And I thought, fuck this. You ain't going to fucking, you ain't going to give me the cold shoulder, love. Like, I'm I'm doing a deal with you guys because I can help you. So I fucking found out um, that the, 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 the <laughs> they've been clients of mine for, for many years now. I look after, look after the whole online brand, but, I I won't mention any names, just out of respect. But <clears throat> but basically, I fucking is a is a boyfriend a boyfriend and girlfriend duo at the time. The, the, she was the biggest fitness influencer in the world. He he was he was the he was like the on, the true entrepreneur behind it. Yeah, I know that. I know I, that you, you know the ones I'm talking yeah. about, right? Uh, you I I found out him on LinkedIn. 
and I saw her target being targeted and bullied online negatively and all this stuff being written about her that wasn't true, was false. I only want to protect good people online, remove good people. I reached out to him and I thought, fuck this, I'm just going to be Frankie. I just re- I sent him a voice message or, 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 or a, a typed message and it basically said something along the lines of like, it can't be nice seeing your wife or girlfriend get targeted online like this. I can stop it. Let's have a conversation. Here's my number. He sent me, we started talking with PR this PR woman reaches out to me. I'm still friends with her as well. She's she's since moved on. Bro, I fly down to where they are, right? Bearing in mind, bro, I've done I've I've run this business now for like a couple of weeks. I've earned a few thousand dollars. Yeah. I got I'd never I I didn't know nothing about contracts. I didn't know nothing about fucking pitching deals. I just sold over the fucking phone, bro. I just sold I sold 150 grand's worth of gear over the phone. I didn't know nothing about fucking anything. I didn't even know how to remove a piece of content yet. <laughs> right? Serious. Serious fucking serious, right? I walked in this meeting, suit like suited and booted, um, sit down, go through go through this thing of how I can help them, right? Literally this isn't ten minutes. At the end of it, I'm sat there and I rem- I'm sat there and I thought he who talks first loses. So I shut the fuck up. Right? I shut the fuck up. I thought this is life changing for me. Well, that's a new skill. Yeah, that, that's, that's a new skill, as you can tell from this. Yeah. I shut the fuck up, right? And I sat there, and he goes, "All right, what's it going to cost?" And I'm like, "Fuck!" I'm not. I'm not even thought about how much I charge. Not even. Not. Not even fucking. Not even thought about how much I charge. But I knew I was offering a high value to a fucking multi, 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 multi million dollar brand. Right, and I knew I was offering a lot of value. So I thought thought on my feet. I thought, okay, well, what do I owe on my mortgage? That much. What what do I want per year? That much. Put those two together, boom, there's the figure. So yeah. I presented this figure. I went 132 grand a year. And I, and I stopped. And it felt like there's silence like this. And then he goes, yeah, no worries. Gets up, shakes man, walks out. I just signed 132 grand's worth of fucking business. And I was like, fuck, I've just changed my life. Yeah. In that moment, I changed my life. And you, and I wanted to break that down for the audience, right? The way that I changed my life was this. I looked at everything. I could have been removing reviews. I could have been removing nudes. I could have been removing all this different kind of shit, low-end value stuff, low-value stuff. I went straight to the top of the fitness industry. I flew there. I sat in the office. Oh, I held a fucking. I treated it like it was a like 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 I was in a fight almost. It was like touch gloves. It's on. Who he who jabs like do you know what I mean? Jab 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 jab. Yeah, boom, yeah. land yeah. the right hand. Jab jab hook. And and I was like boom, and I landed 132 grand worth of business. And that moment right there changed my fucking life and changed my thought process because at, I'd never done over a five figure deal, low five figure deal. Yeah, and here I was signing up, signing a decent sized six figure deal, right? And I'm like, "Fuck, you're onto something." And that's when I, that's when the whole world changed for me, bro. And I went away, and do you know what? Every piece of art before that meeting, I actually, I actually didn't know how to to remove a piece of content bef- before, but I got them to give me eleven links, and I taught myself through the eleven links that they gave me how to remove content for free. So I removed eleven links for free before I went in that meeting to show them what I could do. That's the bit I missed out. Yeah. And then I went and pitched them for the 132 and they signed the fucking deal. Boom. They signed it. And uh, they've been my clients for the last four and a half, five years. And we have a great relationship. And 
I, I, I honestly like change your life change change my fucking life and I was speaking on the phone to him the other day because we're we're, we're friends and the company's now worth over half a billion right and they're a big tech tech slash fitness brand yeah. company's now worth over half a billion I was speaking to him on the phone the other day and he said to me I told him about how much Australia changed my life and he said no 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 Frankie you, you got to remember one thing mate you changed your life and you should give yourself the credit for what you did because what you did mate was fucking big Fucking know I was. So that I was like, fucking hell, like that's that's from a guy that I that's from a guy that signed off 132 grams of a deal, predicated on me removing 11 links, and it was more by luck than judgment at the time. Don't get me wrong, I'm fucking good at this now, but I didn't have a fucking clue. But I had a lot of self belief, and the thing that I want to get across to everyone who's who's still listening to this journey is like, everything that you do in life is all about having a mass amount of self belief within yourself to get to where you want to go to and the the best way for you to get that is to grab life by the balls and just have a fucking go you're here for a short amount of time man you have a fucking go have a fucking go because i'm telling you when you have a go it's amazing the kind of shit that you can do it's fucking amazing but not only did he give me the chance to do that deal but i gave myself the chance to do that deal because I chased that motherfucker for that deal. I chased it, I chased it, I chased it. I knew I could do it as well. I didn't know how I was going to do it, but you don't need to know how you're going to do it. Just get the fucking thing done, get it signed, and then figure it out. And you take that action, eh? Fucking 100%, bro. It changed my life. That was the pivotal moment that changed my life. But you got to put yourself into position to be able to do it. Exactly right. And that, and that works both ways, right? Yeah. If you've got that headspace of like, Fuck, I hate this job. Or like, you keep making those decisions in the opposite way. Yeah, you're gonna, you know, keep having a shit ass life. But until you change your belief patterns and look at look, you're a perfect example of that. You made the right decision. You chased that goal. You chased after it, and you believed that you could get there. And and look at where you are now. Amazing. Yeah, well, it's just like being willing to being willing being willing to to be humbled and learn. I've been humbled a lot of times. I remember the time in, just to go back to people, world amateur number one trained in my gym, right? This was when I knew boxing wasn't for me. So this is the day that I found out boxing wasn't for me and that there was more for me than boxing, the boxing side of things, right? I was in the best shape of my life, trained like a motherfucker. I was out on the road every morning, trained. I was quite decent to a decent standard of, of, of boxing ability. Ike, world amateur number one, comes out of prison after six months layoff. He's gone into prison for some altercation with his girlfriend. He's overweight. He's out of shape. He's fucking not even bothered about boxing. Right? We get in the ring to spar three rounds. Honest to fucking God, it was like I was in the Matrix. He hit me with three uppercut combinations. T- pivoted me and popped me to the body put me on the put me on my ass round two busted up my nose round three I looked like I'd been in a car crash right I got out of there I sat on this canvas and I was upset and I was like what the fuck man? I trained I trained but that was the point it showed me it showed me right there and then that whatever you do in life right me with my podcast now I would not even entertain the podcast game 
I wouldn't even get into the fucking industry if I didn't think I could be in the top 0.1% of the of of the game. Right? I wouldn't even fucking entertain it because there's no point to me. Because if you you've you've your duty in life, what this taught me was this: there's people that are in the one percent, and then there's people that are in the naught point naught 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 one percent. Right? You as a person, as a human, have got to find what lights you up, and the, also that you are like in the top naught point naught 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 one percent in life, and then you've got to find a way to do that and put that out to the world more more, more often than not. You've got to find the, the way to get that into the world, right? Boxing wasn't that for me. Boxing wasn't that for me. I can protect myself against 99% of the people in the world and probably put 99% of the people in the world on their ass if I, if I had the opportunity to do so, right? Just just predicated on, on, on a few skills that I've picked up from a few top boxers over, over, over the time that I've spent in the game, you know, with the Lee Selby's of the world, with the top former world champions, and all this kind of stuff that I've been around, that that, that I can def- I can I could protect myself right yeah. against ninety nine percent of 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 things that could come up as long as we're in a we're in a hand to hand combat situation, right? Cool, that's great. But there's a fucking big difference between that and an an elite elite level, absolutely on the money, top of the fucking tree, amateur or professional, or someone that's just God gifted talent, right? God gifted because he his naught point naught naught one percent thing was boxing, so it didn't even matter. He could have been fucking thirty two stone that day. He still would have beaten the fuck out of me because he was living. He was, elite. In, he was elite, and he was living in his true, authentic light of what he should be doing, right? And that is that is for us as humans to go and find out what that is to us and go and apply that to the world. Now, I personally believe at this moment in time that for me is I'm put here to to communicate something bigger than myself to help people articulate their stories and put them into the world and do that in a podcast format. And the day that I wake up and I don't believe that to be my 0.0001% skill anymore, I fuck it off and I go and do something else that is. Yeah. And you, and you don't know until you try those things, you, right? You, you, don't, you have to do the reps to be willing to find it, which is what's happened in podcasting. You listen to my first one, listen to my 40th one, 39th one, they're going to be fucking an entirely different set of skill sets. Right, you listen from a hundred ninth in a few years, in a year's time, whatever. That's going to be a different set of skills again. But what I'm saying is, even when you, even when you start the, doing the reps, right, you kind of fucking know when you start. Say I started salsa dancing tomorrow, right? If I started salsa, and I, you, you'd know once you get the feeling in your feet whether this is for you or not. And you yeah. fucking day one, you know, day one, you know if this is your naught, 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 one percent skill. You fucking know. You fucking know. And I don't care if that is fucking being a gymnast, being the best stripper that's ever lived, or if that's being the best entrepreneur in the fucking health industry. I don't give a fuck what it is, what your 0.0.1% skill is, but you've got to fucking find it. And the way you find it is being open to receive it, right? Yeah. Just just thinking about, you've got to be willing to look for it. You seek it. If you seek it, invariably, you, you're not going to find it day one. You've got to try lots of things. You've got to taste lots of things. You know what I mean? You're, you're dabbling on a heap of different stuff. You've got to pick at things, right? But when you find something 
and you do it for the first time, and you're like, oh, I fucking know that feels that was fucking that, good. That, that, was that, good. That, that feels kind of tasty. I like that. I like that. Like the first time I saw a Colombian chick. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm like, geez, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm about that. I can see. I see you. I see you. you know, that lights me up. I'm like, yeah. I, you know what I'm saying? You get that 0.01% feeling, and you're like, pop. That pops. If it pops for you, whatever that is for you, go and find that. Be open to receiving it though, yeah. and 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 remove the ego from from like 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 I'm still working on every day and you're still working on and 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 we're all still we're all we're all like there's a lot of things that, that I've said in this podcast that aren't that are going to like probably alienate a few people from me but what I want you to understand if you've got this to this point in the podcast is like I'm just being open and honest with you about my journey and I'm trying to share it in a vulnerable state so that you can grow grow through it and the ones that are still here are connecting with what I'm saying and realise it's the it's the true authentic me and the ones that aren't I've, and they're fucked off are like do you know yeah, what I mean? that's not for me yeah. that's not for me and that's fine it, it that's good that's that's what you should seek to be you should seek to be like you should you should seek to be yourself so that this allows you to attract the good people into your life the people that are aligned with you energetically the people that are for you you attract all that shit into your life the good shit just by being authentic and you push away all the all the all the people that don't resonate with you, and that's a beauty thing. Yeah, I mean? but it, it's quite hard for a lot of people though as well. And like this whole podcast, I've basically shut up the whole time because your whole story, like it's resonated with me. Like I've been just listening the whole time because our stories are so fucking similar. Like, but just different scenarios, pretty much. Yeah, the whole yeah. way up until where we're sitting here right today. However, like most people will kind of hold on to things and attach themselves to those old friendships or whatever because you've had that friendship since, yeah. you know, high school or primary school or your first job. It's For some people, it's like that fucking hurts to let go of that friendship that was there, but not yeah. always are your friends going to grow with you. Like, And it's okay to, you know, still be friends with them, but you don't have to hang around with them all the time because yep. if you're hanging around those people that are, you know, they're happy with their nine to five, they've got their house, their mortgage, and, and they're going to live that mainstream narrative. If you don't want that and you want to go after something a bit bigger like, like yourself and I, like that's where you need to go. You need to start hanging out with the Frankie Lees, the Ty Lucases, and, and all the great people that you've got in your community who you go and train yeah, with and all yeah. that sort of stuff. Like you got, you got to, you got to kind of be open. You got to be, you got to be open to um, experience. Like, just be honest with yourself and ask yourself, okay, where do I want to go? What are my goals in life? And then see if your friends and the five people that you surround yourself with truly align with that. I, the I just I was in an on and off kind of relationship with a girl that I really, 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 really liked. Right, I really liked her. I really wanted something positive to come out of that, and I think I think a lot of positive growth came out of it for the for the for, for both of us. But what I learned from it was this: like she still had a lot of walls up, predicated on her past, and I'd been working a long time to drop my walls, to to remove all this, to be to have my heart open to be able to meet a woman. Right. She's obviously got a lot of walls and a lot of issues, and I felt at the time, like with this relationship, is like I was there as the fix, the man that's like she brings me a problem. I go and I go away and try and fix it. Yeah. I go away and try and fix it. And what I found was I was constantly feeling empty. She would leave my presence, and I would feel empty, bro. 
I would feel like empty, like it's like like all my soul and and my energy's been taken from me. But but nothing, no one's filled my cup up. Yeah, so no was, one's, she, was she not giving back? Giving how recent she, was this? This is like uh, in the last few months. Yeah, yeah. In the last few months. Um, yeah, so it's like, and and I've got a lot of time for this woman, but she wasn't being her authentic self. And when I'm trying to constantly align and push myself forward to being more, 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 and more, more open and honest, and more and more my authentic self, and talking about some of the shit that I've talked about on here that I would never normally have discussed previously in the past, because oh, you know, you got to look, you know, you can't, you got to hold face. There you go, hold, uphold that image. Yeah, yeah like. uphold the image. Don't be vulnerable. Don't, 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 don't allow people to hear your vulnerabilities. When I'm trying to go more and more towards that, because I think that's what will connect me with the most amount of people that I want to connect with to have someone who's who who's trying to bury bury things build walls not you know hide behind things and all this kind of stuff even though you think they're beautiful even though you know that they're that under all this bullshit and bravado there's a beautiful soul in there if they're not willing to do the work then you can't do anything for them so my main piece of advice to men and women who listen to this podcast is this. Don't try and have a relationship with unavailable people. Yeah. Right? Really, I really mean that. Do not try and have a relationship with people that are unavailable. Because that unavailability will just have you feeling, giving, 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 and, and feeling more and more empty within. And it takes your mind and, and, and game away from what you should be doing. And you're trying to just pull someone you're, with you're, you instead of yeah. like going with them through life. It's yeah. like you, you're not holding someone's hand and walking through that, that, that path and growing yeah, together. Yeah. It's like, come on, like trying to pull it. D- d- and, don't, and don't get me wrong. You, you may have a partner like that yourself and you listen to this and you, you might feel the same way about, about the partner you're with or the person that you're trying to date or this, that, and the other. You might be a woman, you might be a man or what, whatever. This might hit your ears at the right time and kind of get you to see it. But if you are going through that and you are feeling like that, I'm not saying that you, you and that person might not align energetically in three years' time. But they need to go away and do the work. If you're willing to do the work and up-level and you're listening to a podcast like this where I'm being fucking out there and honest and Ty's sitting here with me guiding me through this, right? If you're listening to this and you're still in, in this, right? You're obviously someone who's seeking to grow, to, to accentuate where you are, to take yourself from one point to another point, to another point, to another point. You're obviously energetically trying to move the needle, right? If the person you're with ain't, ain't got that ain't got that game, let let that shit go, right? It will come back around because as you raise yourself energetically, if you're meant to attract that person into your life again uh, on a different energy sphere, I believe this. It sounds a bit woo woo. They're going to come back, and they're going to come back in with a new perspective because they've gone away and done the work. But trying to force shit like I was trying to force, I spent a fucking year on and off just trying to force, force, force. You know what I mean? Yeah. If I do this, do you know what I mean? It's just like you you can't, you can't. It's not about that. And by doing that with one partner, you block other energetic partners that are available to you, right? Yeah. My whole happiness changed dramatically as soon as I, 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 I I removed this from my life, right? My, my, my hands move 
moved faster in my shadow boxing. My body felt better. I, I could sleep better. I felt more peaceful. I was open to more experiences. More people were coming in about my life. It was easier to book podcast guests because the energy had changed for me. And this, that, you know, the whole thing changed. Never, ever underestimate the power of 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 the energy of what you're plugged into, both sexually and both mentally, right? Because if you're having sex with someone and they're, and they, and they're draining energy on you, trust me, that comes across. If you're connected to them mentally and have any attachment to them like that and it will come across and energetically you'll be drained by it and it's not fucking worth it. And mate, it, it's this, this woman that I'm talking about, she's a fucking phenomenal woman. There's no doubt in my mind she's a phenomenal woman. She's just not the woman for me right now in the way that she is. When she grows, whoever she meets, I'm happy for her because she will be a phenomenal woman to them. But at the moment, the the growth needs to be within. Not, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so they need they need to learn to be alone and learn to to do the work. And if they do the work, you got whoever gets hold of this woman, and whoever gets to. What's the wife is a woman, a phenomenal woman, right? I'm not here to, to say any bad things about any anybody. I'm here to tell you that you, you do the best thing by serving other people, by being willing to let go of things that aren't supporting you right now. Make, that may be other people, that may be things that you're doing. But you by letting go of them, you allow them to grow as well as yourself. You're actually yeah, doing that. Gonna... I want to tell you, you're actually doing them a fucking big service, right? The only actual... I, I did a lot of journaling about this, right? Obviously, this was a big struggle to me. I didn't want to go into a resentment mode of a woman, right? Because I've been there before in the past. It's not a good trait for a man to have, and I didn't want to be there. Because I wanted to be at peace with it, I journaled about it. And uh, I actually blocked her on all social media. And I thought, I asked myself in this journal, am I doing this for bitterness? And I wrote about it. And I got I got all this what could be bitterness out and, and I came to the conclusion no I'm not going to do it for bitterness I'm going to do it to empower us both to, to move forward and do the work that we both have to do to get to the place where I know we can both do so I believe I, I want a lot for her and I want a lot for myself and I believe at this moment in time that's achieved by by going it separately Yeah. and I'm going to remove myself so that you can fully focus on getting your shit done and I'm going to get my shit done and if it's meant to be in the future It'll loop back. It'll loop back. But I don't have to worry about about trying to meet meet a woman or meet this and the other. Like, the right woman will see me, hear me, fucking see me in the fucking lift somewhere. Energetically, it'll just bang. And it'll just be like, oh, fucking hell. Like, yeah, yeah fucking, it'd be like, it, it'd be so easy. So easy. Like, what you've got with your missus, she's a beautiful woman. She, but the reason... Um, the reason why you're so happy and why and, wh- and what's going on is because energetically it's just right. It's just worked. It's not hard work. She supports yeah. you. You support her. It's great. It works, right? And that's what you, you need to find that. And to be, yeah, perfect example, like Sky and I, when we've, like, she's been in my life for, since high school, right? Yeah. Never once, like, did either yeah. of us think that we would ever be together. Yeah. And... The whole way through high school into, like, we touched on this, like, an, on the very first episode. And, yeah, now it's it's looped back. We both did work on ourselves. Like, we were both in different relationships, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And then it just so happened that, you know, we started talking when, like, a bit over 12 months ago now. And, yeah. and now we've got a kid on the way. And it just fucking works. We're yeah. on the same path. We're growing together. Like, 
a lot of my personal growth in the last year is from Sky. Yeah. Like yeah, just having that communication there and, and you know, building, like learning to be more vulnerable because to be honest, like the way that I grew up, it was always suppress it, shove your emotion down, be a man, like yeah, yeah, shut yeah. up or I'll give you, or stop crying or I'll give you something to cry about. Like yeah, that, that was my upbringing, yeah. right? So now it's like, I've only just recently learned how to cry in the last year and a half again. It's beautiful, man. Like, and for for that to actually occur, like the first time that I mm. actually cried, not just a couple of tears, like a yeah, fucking yeah. ball. Yeah. I was like, yeah. that's fucking ecstasy. Yeah. Like how good does that feel to actually pull some of that stuff up that I've been shoving for so yeah. many years? Like, yeah. Like fucking unreal. And um, it's like... I was friends with your ex-partner as well, right? Yeah. Really nice girl. Absolutely. How beautiful is it now that you've found your person and she's found her person because she's a beautiful woman too like and, a, and a kind soul and she deserves happiness as much as you. Now you've both got happiness with different people and you can both go away and wish each other the best. How beautiful is that? It's unreal. Like, she's so absolutely she, stoked for it, and she, I'm, she, I'm sure that she's the same. Yeah, same yeah, 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 100%. But that, that's... that's that's the power of this. You have to be able to let each other go. Same as what's happened with me and that woman. Yeah. She's going to find that person for her. I'm going to find that person for me. Eventually, all the blocks will be lifted off social media because it'll, it'll just be peaceful. And it's like, that's just, like, we can just, I, I, I'll be so stoked if she gets the, I, the only thing I don't want for that woman is for her to go, Shagging about loads of partners because I don't think that's the right thing for her at the time because I I believe that her growth isn't an internal internal yeah. growth not not an external thing right yeah. chasing a, endorphin hits and we'll touch on we can touch on my past and how I learned that but that that's where the growth that's where the growth is I think that that person by releasing each other from from what was not clearly not working it's allowing us to kind of both grow. Like, do you know what I mean? It's just such a beautiful thing, man. Such yeah, a beautiful thing. Because I'm, I'm, I'm so at peace with it, man. I've got no animosity towards... This is the first time I, I with Angela, the Italian girl, I carried I carried animosity against her. She's a fucking good woman too. And she's happy now and I'm pleased yeah. for her and I'm at peace with that now as well. But the first year, the first year and a half, bro, I was bitter as fuck about in Australia sitting there thinking, fuck this girl, she fucking, nah, nah, she rejected me. Rah, 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 rah. Yeah, shattering. Do you know what I mean? It's earth shattering, but but you have to become peaceful with the fact of like, nah, man, all that means for me is that there's something out there bigger, better, and there's something out there bigger and better for them as well. And isn't that powerful? Because it's all energy, bro. It's mm. all energy. I'm not, not talking woo-woo shit. It's all fucking energy. And it's just like, you've found your person because you let go of another good person and they've found their person. And how fucking beautiful is that? You're both going to have families and there's no animosity. So good. And you've got two choices there, right? Mm. And I'll be honest, when when I first split with my ex, right, it was like I bitterness. was... It, there was a lot of bitterness there. Yeah. And we'll get into this now. Like my first reaction was just... Never want to see her again. Dead like, to me. Yeah. Dead to me. Like yeah. I had this whole path planned out, right? Yeah. And then I just went straight to, you know what? Thrown in the tower for my coaching business, everything. I want to move to Bali. I've always wanted to do that. Yeah. Went over there. Yeah. And I was an animal over there. Like on the beers three, four times a week. Was 
living a, a, like a good lifestyle over there, but mentally yeah, yeah, not yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. And the way that I was kind of getting, I guess, a bit of confidence back in myself mm. was, you know, seeing a lot of women over there because it's mm. a it's a hard yeah, yeah, yeah. like it's yeah. a it's a party location. It's a could tell you holiday. A lot, I could tell you a lot about that. Tell you a lot about yeah, that. absolutely. So I think that's something also yeah. that we've got a lot of commonality in is yeah. is that side of things. So let, let, let's touch on that a bit. Like yeah. you know that that endorphin hit that you sort of touched on there, like yeah. to get that confidence back in yourself. And I think that yeah. happens a lot, especially in the Gold Coast too. It's like a badge of honor to yeah. you know yeah. So, so let's get into that. How was your experience? Okay, the first thing I want to say before I start saying this is like, sex is a great thing, man. Sex is a fantastic thing if you're using it in the right light. Yeah. Right? Se- sex is a wonderful thing that's just natural and, and beautiful and should be everything that that should be. So when I split up with Angela back in the UK, I, I, went, on, I went on a mad mission, bruv. Uh, Tinder, plenty of fish, fucking what else was there? Bumble, maybe even Bumble wasn't out at the time, but it's like mainly Tinder, plenty of fish and all this stuff. And I was just out. I was out. I was... If I, I don't, fucking, I was banging a bird every day, like yeah. every fucking day, at least one a day, right? Sometimes two or three, right? And I openly, I openly say that to to you guys, and I don't mean to offend anybody by it. It's just the truth about me. Yeah. I went on it, and I was, and I was, I went on that for a year, and then I got to Australia, and then it went to a whole different fucking level, bro. Went to a whole different level because I went shop fitting for months, and obviously. Obviously, that wasn't available to me because I was out. I was working at this and the other. But once I, st- once I got out of shop fitting and I had my little boxing gym again. So this was like, you know, late f- late 14, early 15. It was like, fuck. I feel lonely. I feel this, that and the other. And, but I also resent women at this point. I resented my mum because I thought she didn't love me. Right? Yeah. And I resented Angela because she, I felt she binned me. Right, so I've got this fucking wall built up now between, me and I didn't get on with my sister. I didn't have the relationship with my sister. I want didn't have the relationship with my sister. That I wanted so fucking wall, 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 all about women. Laid the bricks, bro. And I went on the fucking war path, and it was just literally like I wanted to be loved by a woman. I wanted a woman to see the value in me as a man. But every time a woman did see the value in me, and did did scratch beyond the surface, old Frankie boy would shit himself and fuck her off and get another one. Right, yeah. and because I was the English lad, I was in good shape, tanned body, um, boxing. I could chat. I could chat. Right, I had a bit of chat about me. I had good banter. You know, I had all these things going for me. English accent, dropping that. I'm talking 2015, bro. Yeah, Tinder was popping. I was fucking hell. I'd have, I'd have won the regional championships in Queensland that year. <laughs> like, I, I literally, I literally, no word of a lie. Um, it got to the point where I was having sex with at least 8 to 15 women a week, right? And the day the day it kind of came to a culmination with me, it was a fucking Sunday, bro. I just, I banged a woman. I went, then I thought, oh, fuck, I'll have another one. Then I thought, fuck, I'll have another one. And it's just like, I even had it down to like, the, the I even had like scripts of the right messages to send, how to accentuate it. And I even had it into a system where I was like, within four messages, I'd qualified her to come around my house and she was coming around. Like, it's just, it's just, it's just, I structured, I structured everything like a fucking, like it was business, bro. It's bad. And you could have sold that as yeah, a business to I, people. Yeah, 100% at the time. Well, you, you know how successful I was at, it. at the time. You, you kind of, you saw it. Like, you're one of the people that kind of see me, see me living that life. 
but I was empty, bro. There's mm. no. I'm not saying this to swing my dick to make it sound like I was, oh, it was a great thing. Like, I damaged my relationship with hundreds of women because I was a fucking arsehole. But I wasn't really an arsehole. I just wanted to find... I just wanted to... I want loved. I wanted to feel loved. I wanted to feel um, part, and and the sex was the sex was was how I was trying to find it, and I just I just had like lots of sex with a mass amount of women, and I was, that's this Sunday. I just, I, this one one Sunday, I like bang, I banged three women. I'm like, fuck me, Frankie. What are you? What's what's this about, man? Like, what what? This ain't you, bro. You f- you feel empty, not only physically empty for obvious reasons, but like empty mind, empty body, empty soul, empty heart, man. You know what I mean? Like, because, yeah. it, mate, I was fucking soul-destroyed by it. I was fucking soul-destroyed by it. It's all, it wasn't me at all. It wasn't me at all. Like, I didn't want to do that. I, did, I, did, I had no ambition, bro, to do it. But I treated it like it was, like it was, um, like a competition. Yeah. And I sat there and I realised, fuck me, this is a competition I could never win. Because if, say, say if if you have this as a competition and men, and men, sometimes men, women do have these competitions. It's like, well, if you bang three and someone bangs fucking four in a day, what, you've lost? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, great. Great metric to trade your whole life on, isn't it? To trade your self-esteem on. You train your self-esteem on that. Are you fucking serious, mate? Have a word with yourself. Crack on. Like, it's hard to talk about this because it's like, you think to yourself, well, if I talk about this openly and honestly, you think to yourself, oh, well, don't I narrow my opportunity of finding the right woman in Australia because I'm being so open and honest about my past. This is like, don't get me wrong, no one can judge me about, this is 2015, 2016. Yeah. Like, this is a fucking long time ago. I've changed a fucking lot since then. Like a lot's growth. You've seen a lot of the growth happen. Fucking but this is real shit, right? And this is happening to men out there. It's happening to women out there. And do you know what the fucking fundamental truth of it is? Learn to love and value yourself as a human. That's what the fucking, that's what the kicker is here, right? If you're a woman, I'm telling you now, there's not one woman on the planet that's meant to be sleeping with multiple guys. It's just not in their DNA, bro. Yeah. It's not in their DNA. It's it's not, I don't care what anyone says. If, if, ultimately, if you have it, I, I would challenge the fact that if you're sleeping with multiple people sexually in a short space of time, I would challenge you to to ask yourself um, if you're truly fucking happy about that. And I don't yeah. care whether you do OnlyFans. I don't care whether you do porn. I don't care whether you just do it because you think you love sex. I, when you strip it back, there's always a problem with the father, right? You've got a problem with, with men or you've got a problem with your your mum when you're growing up or you're, you, you you feel lack of love or you don't respect yourself or this and the other strip it back I know psychologically is the truth I've been fucking through it I've felt emptiness I've felt emptiness like no like no word of a fucking lie bro I even contemplated some dark shit at the time because I felt fucking so emotionally empty I took myself off to a psychologist and we talked about it and what when it all stripped back it was the resentment I had for the Angela breakup Right, I had, I she said I had a um, like a uh, because I changed location and changed my life, and my I had a I had a I had a boxing community of friends. I had a community of my own friends. I had a community of family. All that stuff. Everything I had as and I ripped myself out of that in England. I threw myself into a completely different demographic. Yeah. And altering your life that much in such a short period of time with everything else that was going on just came to a fucking head all at one go. Came yeah. to a head, manifested a sex addiction. I had to go see it, for, and we just talked about it. 
and and that was that was my road to becoming peaceful with my mum, right? Yeah, to be well. to becoming peaceful with 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 the fact that my mum does love me, but she just loves me in a different way to my sister. Yeah, right. How's that for acceptance? Hundred percent, mate. It's like it's, it's like real shit. It's like you know, I will like I can I can only control how I feel and how I act. I can't control how she feels and she acts. Right, so I'm just gonna be the best version of myself. I'm gonna forgive her for everything that I, where I think I've been wronged or this, or I've took something personally. I'm gonna forget all that shit. Same with my sister. I'm just gonna be there for them and just try and be the best brother, best son, best uncle to her children that I can be, and not have no ego about it, and not worry about how it's all this. And this is these. <clears throat> and when I this wasn't it didn't just happen after 10 sessions 10 sessions allowed me to see that i should value myself more than just a piece of meat that fucks birds right so that that gave me this the, my self-esteem back and then don't and then and then from from that then i went on a path and journey of self-development to find myself enough to be able to forgive my mum, to have a conversation with her to 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 feel like this way about my sister to do you know what I mean like to yeah. really understand it it's not just didn't just happen after 10 fucking sessions and you sort yourself out this is something that started in this development journey started when I landed in Australia right yeah but but it's like when I really started 2019 2020 is when I when I really started to figure it out and started to really put things together I remember when I was 30 years old I flew back to the UK when I was 30 years old I'm 33 soon but I'm 30 when I was 30 years old I flew back to the UK and I sat down in the kitchen with my mum after about three days of being in the UK. And I just had a conversation with my mum and it went something like this. I said, mum, when I was a kid, I didn't feel like you loved me, man. Yeah. Now imagine trying to have that conversation with your mum. And here's the thing people people forget. And this will add a lot of value to your life, I feel, for if you're still listening. right? It's like as simple as this, right? You've got to understand that a lot of things that you've seen in life... You know that relationship that broke up with Steve, or that relationship that broke up with uh, with Sherelle, or that time that you feel like your mum wronged you. That time when you felt your mum wronged you, you were looking at that with eight year old eyes. Yeah. That time when Steve broke up with you, you looked at that with twenty one year old eyes. That time when Sherelle wronged you, you looked at it with eighteen year old eyes. What I'm asking you to do right now, you might be twenty seven, twenty eight, still carrying a resentment. I'm saying look at it with 28-year-old eyes and now see there's three sides to every fucking story. There's three sides. I'll tell you the three sides. There's your side with your fucking younger eyes. There's their side. And then there's a the fucking truth in the middle. Yeah. Right? Now, you've, in order for you to grow as a person, you've got to start seeing the side, you've got to start seeing their side to the story, their side to the story, start to really understand how they must feel predicated what's going on in their life, walking in their shoes for a moment. And then... Look at your side and then find the truth in the middle. Accept it and support that person and understand it, right? Because that fucking changes your whole game. Changes the whole fucking game. Unreal, man. And listening to that whole transition there, something that I I got from my current coach, Brett Robbo. Yeah. And what what he has taught me in in the first week with working with him, right? So... He calls it the triple A, so the triple A battery. Yeah. So first, being aware. So you created awareness around that, right? Yeah. Then you you accepted it by going and yeah. doing some work on you. So yeah. you you went to that psychologist, and then now you're like, okay, I accept this is this is what it actually is. Yeah. And now, right, you're starting to take action with 
the awareness yeah. and the acceptance to create the future Frankie J. Lee. You're not yeah. you're not stuck in that past. You're you're moving yeah, forward. Yeah, hundred percent. And and it's amazing to see that transition. Like and, and and it's a beautiful thing because like women that knew me at my most prolific time in that regard, right? Women that were with me at that time were have reached out to me and said, Do you know what? I'm proud of you the way that you've grown and accentuated through yourself and the way that you've took that on and, and it and there's been some messages that I've got and I'm like fucking hell man do you know I feel that touches yeah I feel that yeah because like and they they tell you stories about how, how they felt at the time that they were seeing you at that time and it's like fuck I didn't want to make you feel like that like that, yeah. was, that was never like that to me I actually thought this and it started yeah. to all come together do you know what I'm saying yeah and it's yeah. like it, it's kind of like fucking hell. Do you know what I mean? It's That's just like powerful, it's yeah. some powerful shit, and you got to be you got to be open to. Um, I'm I'm very open, you know, as, and that's why we're doing this. It's like I'm very open to being real now, whereas yeah. before it's like, oh yeah, you can see that that boxing version, or you can see that that version of Frankie, or that cheeky version, or this version, or this fucking. It's like all versions, but now, but now what I've realised is. There doesn't need to be any versions of you, Ty, or any versions of me. There just needs to be like one Ty Lucas or one Frankie Lee and one fucking whatever, whoever you are. Whoever you, are. you just don't need to understand there's only one version of you in business life. And that's why I don't act like a certain way on social media. Like I don't, like, like I, 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 I have a lot of high-end clients, right? And I put a voice message that I sent to one of my high-end clients, right, on, on Instagram. Yeah. yeah, it's like literally like this. It's literally like a I literally like I said, "Oi, sugar tits" or something like that. Like, and it's like, <laughs> and this is a guy that's worth millions of dollars, and I'm like, "Mate, uh, yeah, I can do that for you, but you're gonna have to double the retainer, and yeah, take your wife out for a meal or this that." Like, just I start giving yeah. because I'll talk to a guy that's worth fifty million the same way as I talk to a guy who's in the gym that might be on the come up with a few hundred grand in the bank. Because I don't care. Because that's not that's not what it's about. People are people. People are people, right? And that's what we've got to do. We've got to remove all this all this bullshit where we where we think we have to be one way in the gym, one way on social, one way in business. It's none of that. It's one way. And the way the way is simply this: humans connect with humans that are real. And the really you are, the more business you'll do, the more money you'll make, the happier you'll be, the more empowered you'll be, the more empowered people will be around your life. Yeah. The yeah. fuck it, it just all works, man. It all works energetically. It works. Energetically, it works 100%. Fucking nice, bro. 100%. Believe it, man. Well, bro, what a fucking story. <laughs> that, that was a lot, right? There's a lot in that, and I apologize for the mind dump that's come for me, but I really genuinely hope that if you've listened to this, it helps you where you're at and kind of allows you to see the, the amount of growth and juice in your own journey because this if this this podcast isn't about me it's not about me it's really not it's about find finding yourself and about empowering yourself through your own journey that's what it's about this is this is not for me not for ty this is for you yeah and that and that's a journey of life and that is it yeah that is it. Man. so there's one thing that i like to finish my podcast on right yeah so the way that I'm kind of gearing this podcast up, it, it's it's based on the life experiences of others yeah. so that they can improve their health 
their wealth or their relationships, whatever they want to take out of anyone's yeah. story, right? Yeah. So just for the listeners, I just want you to leave them with one piece of advice, whether it's to improve their health, wealth, or their relationships. Out of all of your life experience, what could you leave for the audience? I think the best thing that I could say to you all right now is to go over to a piece of paper, like get a pad and a pen out and write in a paragraph who you are. Simple. Just write in a paragraph who you are and how you want to turn up. Truly. And then look at your life and ask yourself, are you turning up? Or what am I what am I doing that's taking me further towards turning up that way? And what in my life is taking me fur- further away from turning up that way? And I want you to then write the things that have taken you towards that thing on one side of the page and taking you away from it the other side of the page energetically. Then I want you to reduce the time with the things that are taking you away from it. I want you to increase the time with the things that are taking you more towards the true, your true self. And that will change your fucking life. Fucking earth, man. I like that. I like that. That will change your fucking life. I promise you. I okay. promise you it change your life. If you're honest with yourself and who you want to be. Unreal, like, man. If I was writing mine right now, I would write... Uh, like, I'm Frankie Lee. Um, I'm, I'm empowering people to become the true versions of themselves. I'm helping them break patterns, flip perspectives in their life, change the way that they see things for the better, right? And and I'm adding a massive amount of value to people. And as a byproduct of adding value to people's lives and experiences, then I will get everything that I need in life, financially, emotionally, in love, in everything else, in abundance, because I'm giving so much. I only want to take back 5% or 1% of, of everything I give. That's why I'm trying to give people the, the, the unequivocal myself and my story and my journey to them. I'm giving them that. My full vulnerability, I'm giving them that. And, and the way that, and because, because I'm giving you my full vulnerability, there's women that will listen to this there's men that are listening to this, because I'm giving you my full vulnerability, you've got every opportunity right now to fucking throw it all back in my face. you got every, ah, oh, fucking you as a manslag, or you as this, or you as an arsehole, or you're an egotist, or this, that, and the other. You've got every fucking reason to throw something back at my face. But the people who get it won't, because they'll understand the value that's been provided to be able for them to, to give them permission to go and improve themselves for themselves. And it's those fucking people to listen to this and get that and do what I've just said that will make a massive change in their life and as a byproduct they'll always remember the day that they listen to this and they put their ears around this and that is some powerful shit to me because it means there's an opportunity right now to put down a piece of audio that can get leveraged and played thousands and thousands and thousands of times over the next fucking however many years but it always hits your fucking ears at the right time and it always helps you see that you are worth more and that you can change your own position in your own life for yourself. And that is some powerful shit. Fucking earth, brother. That's an unbelievable, man. And yeah, even just listening to you now, it's it's flipping perspectives for me. So I just want to take a moment to say grateful for your time. 
I appreciate Absolutely you, loved this. Like, this is my favourite podcast yet. <laughs> As <laughs> he, a said, host. <laughs> he, said, he says it's everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I will chuck all your social links and, and all that sort of stuff in the show notes. But is there any way that you would like to, you know, steer, if, steer the listeners, like if, how to get if, in contact if, with if you? If, if you resonate with anything that I've said, it's at Frankie Lee. Frankie, I E, and that's Lee, L W E, Frankie Lee on Instagram. Follow me on Instagram would be the best place to catch me on social. If you like this, you might like my podcast too, the Frankie Lee podcast. It's on all the apps. It's on YouTube. The link's in my bio on Instagram too. Like just, 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 but but the most important thing that you can do here is if you get anything from it, share this podcast for Ty with a friend, you know, give it, drop him a comment on social. It costs you no time at all. Go and drop him a review on Apple. He's doing some fucking good work here. You know, share his links, support each other. You know, that's what it's all about. It's not about, it's, it, let's just lose all the ego with it. Like, let's just help each other accentuate through what this is called life and just kind of give each other as much as, as much juice as possible. That's it. Fucking earth, man. I appreciate you. I appreciate you letting me drop my truth. And, uh, mate, I'm, I'm I'm just proud of you to see your growth through this and what you do with your podcast. Because, and this is something I want to say as well. Because Ty's doing a podcast and I'm doing a podcast, we're not in competition because Ty's Ty and Frankie's Frankie. So it doesn't matter. So I can support him uh, as much as I want and, it, and it's never going to affect me. Yeah. And that's what I want you to understand. That's the last thing that I want you to understand is like... You supporting Monica in her journey to lose five kilos does not affect you being a fitness model. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? Fucking <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Doesn't affect you. So support Monica, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know who Monica is, but she's a saucy <laughs> chick. <laughs> All right, cheers, brother. I'm sure we'll run it back in the future, whether it's on your show or my show. Yeah, man, um, I'm sure, that, I'm sure, that, sure there's a bit of spice to be dropped in the future, but much love, guys. Thank you very much for listening and goodbye. Thanks for listening to The Ty Lucas Show. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to visit tylucas.com.au for more free resources to improve your health, wealth, and relationships. And if you loved the show, leave us a five-star review. See you in the next episode.